Praise the Lord, everybody. <laughs> I just want to um, welcome everybody back to church tonight for Bible study. And I want to welcome those online, online members tonight, back to Wednesday night Bible study. Do anybody have any uh, prayer requests tonight? Okay, we're all going to stand and pray. We're all going to pray. <laughs> Lord, I bless your name, O oh God. We praise you. We lift you up tonight, O oh God. We exalt your holy name, almighty God, for you are God and you are God alone. We give you all the praise, the honor, and the glory, almighty God, that is due unto your name tonight, Lord. Thank you, Lord God, for allowing us to be here tonight, Lord God. Lord God, we thank you, Lord God, for your protection, Lord Jesus, on the highways and on the byways, Almighty God, tonight. Thank you, Almighty God, for your grace, your mercy, your love towards us, O oh God. Almighty God, I, Lord Jesus, repent of every sin, Lord, that I've committed, Almighty God, today, knowingly and unknowingly, Lord. Father, wash me and purge me, Lord. Cleanse me, Lord God of everything in me, Lord God, that is unrighteous, that is unholy, Lord God. Lord God, remove, almighty God, all, Lord Jesus, my iniquities, all my transgressions, God. Almighty God, take control, almighty God, of our minds tonight, Lord God. In the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, loose us, God, from, oh God, the heavy weight, God, that we carry today, Lord God. Loose us, almighty God, from every spirit, Lord God, every stronghold, Lord God, every worry, almighty God. Almighty God, and open our hearts and our minds, Lord, that we will be ready to receive your word tonight, Lord. Father, move in a mighty way in this place, Lord God, that, oh God, we will not leave this place the same way we came, God. 
But, oh, God, will I leave, Lord God, with a deeper desire, Lord God, to serve you, Lord, to trust you, Lord God, to, oh, God, obey your word and to keep your commandments, Father. Oh, mighty God, I pray, Lord, you will cultivate our hearts tonight, that, oh, God, as we receive your word, your word will take root in our hearts, God. Oh, God, touch us that we will not only be hearers of your word tonight, but, oh, God, we will be doers of your word, God. We will apply your word, oh, God, to our lives, Lord. Draw us closer to you, God, that, oh, God, we will be the disciples, oh, God, that you call us to be. Oh, God, we will apply, oh, God, your word to our lives, your discipline to our lives, your commandments, oh, God, to our lives, your statutes, your precepts, God. Oh, mighty God, I pray in the mighty name of Jesus, you will anoint the man of God tonight, Lord, that, oh, God, as he comes forth, oh, God, and minister, oh, God, unto our hearts and our minds and our souls, you will use him, oh, God, in a mighty way, Lord, equip him, oh, mighty God, in your spirit, oh, God, equip Equip him, Almighty God, physically and give him the strength, the energy, God, that he needs tonight, Lord. Fill him up, God, with your spirit. Fill him up with your power, God. Fill him up, oh God, with your anointing tonight, God. Oh God, that your word will come forth with power, God. And prick our hearts, oh God. And change us, almighty God. Oh God, take full control right now, Lord. In the name of Jesus, that your will, oh God, will be done in our lives. Draw us closer to you, almighty God. In this hour, Lord God, I pray that, oh God, our desire will be deeper, God, like never before in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, we need you, almighty God, to strengthen us, Lord, to give us the consistency, God, that we need in this hour, Lord, to continue to pray, to continue to fast, to continue to abide in you, God, to continue to obey your word, almighty God. Oh, God, no matter what, Lord Jesus, we go through, God. And, Lord Jesus, this hour, Lord, in these last days, Father, I pray you will give us endurance, that, oh, God, we will endure, Father, in holiness. We will endure in righteousness, God. We will endure, Almighty God, in obeying your word and keeping your commandments, God. Oh, God, touch each and every one of us right now, Lord, that, oh, God, when we leave this place, oh, God, we will not be the same, God. Oh, mighty God, but we will have a made-up mind, Lord, to continue, Lord God, to strive to please you, God. Father, take full control right now, Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus. Lord, we give you all the praise, all the honor, Lord God, all the glory, almighty God, for you are God and you are God alone. Oh, mighty God, and you know what we need tonight, God. Fill us up, almighty God. Oh, God, for our storage is empty, Lord. Lord, we need a refilling of your spirit. Oh, God, we need a, Lord God, a fresh, oh, God, word in our heart tonight, God. In the mighty name of Jesus, have your way right now, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Come on, let's continue to worship the Lord tonight. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's praise the Lord, everybody. Come on, let's worship the Lord tonight. Hallelujah, hallelujah. We worship you, Lord. We give you all the glory and all the honor tonight. Amen. Amen. Just remain standing for another few more seconds. Amen. Amen. We're going to give the man of God plenty of time to teach or preach tonight. Amen. We need a word from the Lord. Amen. Uh, a lot of people are traveling tonight and traveling yesterday, throughout this week, traveling to NAYC. 
or um, I wouldn't say annual um, conference, more so like a bi-annual conference that they have in uh, St. Louis. You know, I had the privilege of getting a little snip today. Um, so it looks good, sounds good. For a little short time that we're able to see a little snip, so it's good. But um, we welcome everyone tonight to our Wednesday evening Bible study. So glad to have everyone in the house of God tonight. Amen. Continue to keep each other in our prayer. Amen. If there is ever a time we need uh, prayer, is now. Things are happening in the world so much that, man, when you look to the right and the left and you see what's going on in the world today, we can only shake our head and say, man, God, just protect us and keep you. I don't know about you, but for most of us that are on the road on a daily basis, you know, the things that we've been seeing in our day-to-day commute, it's just a mind battle. You know, it's like, wow, what's really going on? But we welcome everyone tonight. We're so glad that everyone make it our online congregation. We welcome you tonight. Don't forget for the brothers that are here, if you're not yet registered for our men's retreat coming up in September, I think September 8th and 9th, um, make sure you, if you're not sure how to, uh, you don't have the access to do so, talk to myself, Brother Tom or Brother Darrell, one of us, or, you know, one of you know, the brothers, we're sure we can help you with that. So without any further ado, I'm going to ask um, Brother Bradley, Minister Bradley, Amen. He's going to come up to us tonight and whatever the Lord has in store for him tonight. He's going to have and take his liberty tonight um, and uh, speak to us. So give him a round of applause tonight as he come and minister the word of God tonight in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Amen. Can we put our hands together before the Lord? Hallelujah. Let's lift our hands in the presence of the Lord and worship him. He has been better to us than we've been uh, to him, to be honest. He alone is worthy from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same. We serve an awesome God. He's from, from everlasting to everlasting. He is God. Uh, scripture said, what is man that thou art mindful of him? And the son of man that thou visited him. He has made us a little lower than the angels and, and crowned us with glory and honor. What a God we serve, saints of God. To look at flesh like us, to see how frail and how, how undeserving calling, uh, falling from, the, uh, from our four parents um, in this uh, cosmic world that we are in. And no, nothing that we did is just that we inherited and he still saw and had a plan for us. That should under, make us understand and, and appreciate that you cannot give up on life. You cannot give up on your journey. You cannot decide to say I quit because God had a plan even when you fell. He had a plan for those who uh, were before us and he's a plan for you right now. And we just want to make sure that we are part of God's plan more than anything. And that's the hour that we're living today. We want to be a part of God's divine plan in our lives. Let's pray tonight. Father, we give you thanks and honor today for you are good. We ask of you right now to use uh, us to fulfill what you've called us to do at this time. We ask these blessings in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. I know some of you who have that great anticipation. I know you're looking at the clock. And looking at it, take it one hour behind, it's 6.40 St. Louis time. 
And I know some of us want to watch the service. <laughs> and I, hey, I'm with you. I'm with you. So if we can do this together, I believe that God will just download and, uh, and he will speak to us. Let's turn our Bibles. First, I want to honor our pastor in his absence and his wife, uh, First Lady Wyatt. God bless them. And all, and I want to just acknowledge and shout out all the young people. God bless you all. I wish I was where you are. <laughs> God bless you, and I pray. Saints of God, we're going to see some young people on fire for God when they come back. I'm telling you, you're going to have, I believe, conf- confirmation of callings will happen. Uh, we're going to see, I mean, hey, Jordan may turn from drums to being preaching, all right? You know, you never know. I believe it. I believe, no, I really have that expectation. You know, we're going to see God move in the midst of our young people, and if we have uh, the faith to believe, saints of God, all we need is mustard seed faith, and a mustard seed faith you clearly can see. But he said, if you had a grain of the size of the mustard seed, you can speak to the mountain. And we believe, God, that there's mountains in front of our young people in this generation that we have to yet stand beside them, courage them, push them forward, and say, you have the authority just as you see others do. Don't make yourself and feel insignificant for what God is going to do in their life. And we give God praise. Let's turn our Bibles to, I I again, give deference to everyone in their respective places. Our Minister Scarlett, everyone in their respective places. We thank God for the media team. We thank God for everyone who is here, ministers, um, those who are serving in this church. It's a great church to be a part of. All right, let's go to Mark chapter number 6. I really, really feel pressed in the spirit, saints of God. What the Lord is saying in this hour. I hope you're praying for me. I don't know what God is doing in my life, but he's doing something. And he's doing something in a part of this church. So that's a great, how can you say, a two uh, colliding forces. You know, I heard, and I'm not a, a meteorologist or anyone that is scientific, but when you have those two currents or two things that are, are coming together and clashing, it, it develops into something um, that, you know, in terms that will impact lives and impact people, whether it be a storm, whether it be whatever causes natural, you know, that's working. And then you know that's just the divine work of God because he has all control and all power, even over this heat. We have no control. He has, he has the, 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 the finger on the thermostat if he wants to increase this, this, this earth even more hotter because he knows this is just a foreshadow of what's to come. But, saints of God, we have to know that, you know, when we're in a church that is in the move and God is moving your life, man, you are in the greatest place you need to be. Because if you're not moving and you're part of a movement that is moving, there's something wrong. Something is definitely wrong that you've got to examine within yourself. So let's believe God today. Mark chapter 6. I don't believe we're going to be focusing on this chapter, but I want to read it as a backdrop. We're reading your hearing, Mark chapter 6. And he went out from thence and came into his own country, and his disciples followed him. And when the Sabbath day was come, to, to, oh, sorry, was come, he began to teach in the synagogue, and many hearing him were astonished, saying, From whence had this man these things? And what wisdom is this which is given unto him, that even such mighty works are wrought by his hands? Is not this the carpenter, the son of Mary, the brother of James, and, and Hoses, and uh, Judah, and, and Simon, or Simeon, uh, and are 
not his sisters here with us? And they were offended at him. But Jesus said unto them, A prophet is not without honor, but in his own country, and among his own kin, and his own house. And he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hand upon a few sick folk and healed them. And he marveled, be- and he marveled because of their unbelief, and he went round about the villages teaching. I want to focus on verse 5. And he could, and he could there do no mighty work, save that he laid his hands upon a few sick folk and healed them. I want to focus tonight, saints of God. I don't know if this is a preaching, what they call us teach, preach, but I, I, just, I just know God wants to say something to us tonight um, and encourage us tonight. I want us to think about this thought. Openness is the birthplace of the miraculous. Openness is the birthplace of the miraculous. I've heard uh, before, expectation is the birthplace. But I want to take it a step further into the level of where God is. Openness is the birthplace of the miraculous. You may be seated in God's presence. And I want to hopefully time myself. What is openness? What is openness? You ask the question, what is openness? Openness, by Oxford Learner's Dictionary, states that openness is the quality of being honest and not hiding information or feeling the quality of not being closed in or covered. What is birthplace? It is a place where something is born or where something begins. A place where something is born or where something begins. And you ask yourself, what is a miracle? A miracle can be defined as that which causes wonder and astonishment and the divine act of God in which he himself causing the invisible to become visible, doing the extraordinary or inexplicable by normal standards. A miracle defies human law and logic. And when I was meditating on this, it came actually in Sunday service. We had such a powerful word spoken on this past Sunday. And while I was here just in the worship This word just dropped in my spirit that talk about openness. Saints of God, God wants to outpour and do something unusual, but in the spirit, it is fulfilling his purpose in this church. And I'm talking about unusual in terms of people who may not be prepared by what God, the weight, and and when it comes to the the whole manifestation of God's presence. It it in itself can be overwhelming. Um, It can make people say, man, I don't know really what to do. I never felt... I never experienced this before, but I, I promise you, saints of God, if, if we're that hungry and thirsty for righteousness, God is wanting to fill us. He wants to yet put something inside of within us and amongst us corporately where we are experiencing God's presence ever so fluently in the atmosphere. You know, we have been praying for, for God to manifest and bring forth children in the spirit and and saints of God, it's, it's required and it's our responsibility not to look 
at our neighbors and say, well, okay, what, what, what strategies, what, what ideas that we can, no, no, no. It takes sometimes old-fashioned prayer and old-fashioned fasting that will cause us to experience what they experiences, experienced in the days of the first century church, you know? A lot of things that we, we, we kind of are so enamored by today and so, so, so uh, uh, influenced by today, some things that we take for granted, it still works, saints of God. I don't know about you, but prayer still works. Uh, 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 when, you, when you lay yourself at the altar... And when you have moments where you're calling on the name of the Lord, when you're, when, you're, when you're putting your heart postured, you may not be actually prostrated or uh, uh, laid out before God in a, in, a, in, a, in a position where you're just before him in a, a level of worship, in a level of, of humility. But if your heart before you is right before God, that's what he wants. He wants a broken and a contrite heart. If a broken, a contrite heart is in or at work in the midst of a people, if we get two or three of us, if we could understand that power that we have when we humble ourselves before his presence, God will do the miraculous. A lot of us talk and you hear about miracles happening and, 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 and God doing great things, and, and a lot of it has been substituted by just a shout and a dance. But I come to tell you, saints of God, a shout and a dance is not a move of God. I, I just, oh, I, I know I'm hurting some feelings, but it's not me. But I promise you, being excited is a part of being uh, uh, exuberant about your walk with God. But just experiencing God's presence, it takes more than just a drum. It takes more than a, a praise team. It takes more than having everything set perfectly. It takes a desire and a willingness and a hunger to experience God manifest amongst his people. Can we say amen? Hallelujah. So openness. Openness. It says Pentecostalism over time, even today, has demonized and sadly mischaracterized just to only a feeling and a good moment with just music, sound effects, click tracks, and mixers. Although it's very important to have a central sound system and necessary advancement in technology to enhance the worship experience, but to define an experience or a lifestyle by just a few good moments of a dance and a shout will lack the real authentic demonstration of the power of God and the work and the full measure of the gospel being yet fulfilled. The book of Romans chapter 15 verse 19, if you can put it up on the screen, it says, it says, Paul says, through mighty signs and wonders and by the power of the spirit of God, so that from Jerusalem and round about Elysium, I have fully preached the gospel of Christ. He says, through mighty signs and wonders, saints of God, when we are actually yet fulfilling God's message and the whole message of the gospel being fulfilled, it has an actual effect to someone's life. The gospel message has an impact and effect and indebitable effect on their lives. Whether, whether you are speaking a word of knowledge to them, where you are being used by the Spirit of God, it has results that follow with being fulfilling the gospel message, saints of God. Can we say amen? And, and saints of God, sometimes it seems as if that 
uh, 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 we, we, we've gotten enamored by the past. And I understand what we've seen in yesterday's church. And I, I understand the significance of, of what we heard of these stories. But I don't know about you, saints of God. I believe people need to see God move exponentially in this hour and time. Uh, it, it don't have to be settled by what you heard, by stories that you, that you sat around and you, and you can just, just even dream to, to, to see thousands of people receive the Holy Ghost at one time. And see people come out of wheelchairs or people leaving, look God, leaving with, 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 with this, their bodies healed and, and, and people taking off or leaving uh, 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 canes at the altar and, and, and having as, as a symbol to know that uh, when someone prayed for them, their eyes may, could have not seen coming in, but, but when they left, they could say, I saw for the first time. But saints of God, are we, are we yet looking at ourselves and say, wait, what, what with this generation, what in this time makes us exempt from experiencing God's presence and power? I thought the word of God said greater works than these shall ye do. But we got to yet be intentional about being open to God moving and God fulfilling his word through us. We're not just people that speak and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost just to say, I'm a part of the number that has experienced the gift, the, 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 the gift, the unspeakable gift of God working in my life. I have a work to do with that gift. I remember Brother Calvin talked about spiritual gifts in, in our, uh, our midnight prayer, transitioning from where we're coming from to where we are, and how the body of Christ works in such a way. And we'll get to that point, but saints of God, we can't become insignificant in, even amongst us. We've got to understand, in God's eyes, God has yet caused us, God has yet, yet, yet handpicked us, he has chosen us, he has called us to fulfill a purpose. And if we are ourselves keep defeating in our mind that it's maybe not my time, it's not my place, you will never get to that place where God is going to move in your life. You keep second-guessing the openness of God. The saints of God, I come to encourage us tonight. I don't know why I'm yelling tonight, but I feel so passionate about this, that we have to get unsettled and unrest until God stirs a little bit of firing in us up. The scripture says, the song says, I feel the prayer wheel turning. I know that the fire is burning. I have a talk with Jesus. And I'm right. I've been made right. I've been changed. I've been transformed. I have been, I have encountered the move in the presence of God. I, I feel as if that, that, that when I came today, I wasn't feeling so good. But when I came to church, I came into the midst of God's presence, and I, I worshiped the Lord amongst God's people. I may have not been a part of the worship in the forefront because I just was observing, but when I saw my, my sister lifting her hands, and when I saw my brother yet crying out to the Lord, and when I heard the voices of them singing unto God, and when the cherubs began to shift, I saw within myself, I said, wait a second, why am I not participating in this atmosphere? It could be a point where God is trying to get my attention to make me know that I am important in this moment to receive what God is about to download. But it's my choice not to do what God told me to do makes me still content, makes me leave the way I came. It's because we are not open to what God wants to do saints of God. 
we got to be open to in this day and time. Throughout history, God has sought to find someone he could use to carry out his purpose through. The scripture says in Hebrews 1 verses 1 and 2, God who has sundry times and in diverse manners speak in times past on to the fathers by the prophets and have in these last days spoken unto us by his son whom he has appointed heir of all things by whom all he has made all by whom also he made all the worlds. Saints of God, there was a, there was a time of which the voice of God was being worked through just regular men and regular persons who were, made themselves available. They had no desire to be used by God, but, but they heard the voice of God speak to them. And they decided to move by that grace and that, by that command. They, they began to, to be yielded to the, see, saints of God, when we become yielded to the, wing, to the will of God. Saints of, it doesn't make sense where your destination or your journey is. I'm just asking you just to yield yourself because if you allow yourself to be yielded by the Spirit of God, He will unveil the purpose of God as time goes. You can't allow the end to happen in your midst of your first experience because if you saw the end of your experience, you wouldn't even wanted to go down that journey. But if you yield your life to God, it may not get even worse. It may get worse in this, in the, in this, in the transition. But I promise you, if you stay right there, if you allow God to process you, if you allow God to make things hurt in your life, if you allow things to be disappointed in your life, the things that came to you and you thought it would help me, but it caused me to feel as if I'm by myself and I'm wounded and I'm hurt. But if you allow that, it's all in God's plan. That we can remind us, the scripture says, that all things work together for the good to them that love God. He never said it's going to be an easy road. He never said that everything is going to be so well that you're going to just breeze through and fulfill God's purpose and you're not going to get stabbed in the back. You're not going to be like David said, I walk with this guy in the church and I, I talked with him. I shared some secrets and, and yet he still came and spoke so swelling and so sweet and so words that were so impactful and, and he yet took himself and still talked about me. And I wondered, I said, why am I in the house of God? When I see the prosperity of the wicked, I say, God, I'm, I'm here and I'm, I'm struggling, but, but I'm supposed to obey your word. I get to a point, say to God, I get frustrated, but I get led. I said to myself, as, as the writer Asaph said, I look to the sanctuary. I look to the house of God. I look to the place where I can see the transformation when my mind is renewed and my purpose is fulfilled. I can see God work in my life. I can see his unfoldingness. I can see the will of God being perfected in my life. Hmm. Process is not easy, but it's necessary. I said process is not easy, but it's necessary. And unfortunately, in this day and time, we don't want to be processed, unfortunately. Unfortunately, when, when you may hurt something that feels as if it's your, it, it, it must be, it, it must be not of God when, when I feel as if you're stopping my progress. But have you taken a look at yourself that it may be for your good that you, God had to make sure you had to understand what you're doing. Because you don't want to end up doing this situation where you're just going as, as you would. And it, it becomes not of God, it becomes of yourself. 
and now yourself is getting in the way of God to, to actually flow and, and move in your life. I wonder, saints of God, if we, if we took a, a page out of some of the examples that we see in Scripture, where we saw uh, uh, when a man named uh, Absalom, when he was justly right in his upset of the behavior of his brother, but he himself didn't like how his father rebuked and reprimanded or handled the situation. He took upon himself and said, listen, I'm going to take charge of it. And look what it did. It caused his demise because he did not yield himself. He did not look within himself and say, hold on, let me learn my place in God. Before I get myself so full of myself and others to validate my error and my mistakes, I, I, I maybe park, let me, let me just put a, a park or let me put a stop sign in front of me because I could be do more destruction than good if my own decisions got away, my, got away with me. I could do more harm in this situation than good if I had my own way. And we had to look within ourselves, saints of God, that we ourselves are not in those situations where we want to see God work in the midst of us. But, but I don't want to do more harm if, I, if I, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not really fully fulfilling and walking in where God is yet really at work. God is speaking to God. Is, I'm listening to the voice of God. And I'm not going based off what my emotions and my motives and my, and my, my ambitions are. But it has to be in alignment to what God has taken us to. And if we're not doing that, saints of God, we, 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 we will surely miss what God is saying. I want to focus on the body. The body of Christ is an organism. The body of Christ is a living, breathing organism. It's not a, a tier of, of, of structural, uh, uh, inst institutional uh, 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 reminders or, or some level of uh, places where we uh, exalt positions and we exalt uh, uh, persons and places. No, it's a body. It's an actual physical human body. As is in the natural, it is in the spiritual. And the very essence of the body must be structured in a way of which it will supplyeth and it will fulfill its purpose that it will not, it will not erode or effect the other aspect or the capacity of what the body has been called to fulfill. We have to look within our saints of God, that self, look within ourselves, saints, that our mission is to fulfill his purpose. And his purpose is through us. Jesus spoke to his disciples and said, and gave them instruction in John 14, verse 12. And he said, the focus of greater works, was, which Jesus alluded to, was not ourselves to be seen with power. I said the, 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 the greater works which Jesus alluded to was not for ourselves to be seen with the power and, he, and his will work through us alone. But his purpose in the earth was to, for us to be available and that we will establish his increasing kingdom. You know, anything we do, saints of God, is not really for just us alone. It is impacting what the kingdom as a whole does. We're not just doing this to make ourselves uh, 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 highlighted and ourselves to look, say, God, look at, look at what I've done. Look at what I've done. You yourself are just a part of what the whole picture of what God is doing. And until we understand that it's not about what the significance of what I've done, but understanding that if what I'm doing 
is affecting my brother or my sister or the body at large, then I must know that I'm in his will. I don't want to be in a situation where yet I'm helping one aspect but harming the next. All right? I don't want to be in a situation where I'm thinking that I'm doing what the body is responding well to, but actuality, long-term-wise, it may have an effect that I'm not aware of. Those are underlying things that you haven't detected. And if there are things in my life that I'm not accomplishing that are yet yet causing these underlying symptoms that may arise and I'm not yet at the place where God is at work in my life, then I could yet be in a place where I'm not doing God's will as I thought I was. It's essential to always establish Jesus Christ. It's essential to always establish Jesus Christ as the head of the body. And we are the members of him. Let's be clear here. There is no insignificant element to his body. He has expressed through scripture, through the examples of the natural body, and that every area and every purpose of each member completes and supplies it the very very necessity to sustain each member. According to Ephesians 4 verse 16, from the whole body finally joined together, and compacted by that which every joint supplies, according to the effectual working in the measure of every part, may make it increase of the body unto edifying of itself in love. So basically what it's basically trying to say, if whatever we're doing is not exalting or not edifying the body, it is of no use. If whatever we're doing is not making the body move forward in its purpose, that it is of no use and it has to be addressed. Because it could yet cause lasting effects on the trajectory of where the body's going. A lot of times we don't like to address certain things. I'm talking about internally. Now, the methods do change. The methods don't. Doctrinally doesn't change. But the method of how we go about things, we have to make sure it made clear and made known to those who may not be privy, who may not have the wisdom, may have not the, the understanding that how the body flows. There are some things that have been set in an apostolic church that cannot be moved, cannot be altered, cannot be adjusted. Hallelujah. I don't, so, uh, I don't wanna, I don't wanna, I don't wanna make people discouraged here, but this ain't no kind of church that you can just walk, oh. This ain't no kind of church that you think that has no impact in the spirit, right? There are churches that you can come, and I'm going to declare as God gave it to me. There are churches that are praying for an openness, but when you step into an atmosphere like this, it's a, as I heard growing up say, this is a dreadful place. This is a place where Jacob said, I thought I knew what I was in, but when I opened my eyes after my sleep, I saw angels descending and ascending. I began to see ministering spirits walking around me, and I said, I couldn't yet be the same. I had to look at me and say, man, what am I doing? What, what, am, I, what am I seeing amongst myself? I've got to call it not just the house of God, but I've got to call it the house of God, not just a place, but the house of God established in the earth. He called and he named a chase where he slept and he saw that vision when he saw uh, uh, ascending and descending persons going to, the, to, 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 to heaven. He saw that expression. He, he had to stop and he said, man, I've been going too far with this. 
I said, man, I thought I knew God, but after seeing this, saints of God, you cannot come into a place like this and be the same. Listen, hallelujah, come on, saints, let's, let's go home on this. We cannot settle being the same coming to this place. Every time you walk through those doors, I feel the love of God. Yes, I feel like I'm a family. But when time for business is to occur, we got to take care of some business right here. And I want to push us, saints of God, that we will experience today. I don't know what's happening in the kingdom somewhere else. They're doing their part, but for right here. For what God has put us here for. And I'll tell you, this is a vital moment and a vital hour for us. Critical. Critical. We have people unsettled in their spirit where they're supposed to be, where they're supposed to be when it comes to their, their covering and when it comes to their family covering and when it comes to their walk with it. They're unsettled. But saints of God, I'm happy for a church home. I'm happy that I'm not tossed to and fro. I'm not, I'm not happy that I'm not contemplating whether I'm a Baptist or... I'm so happy that I'm not contemplating within when it comes to my identity in Christ. I know how I was baptized. I know I received the gift of the Holy Ghost. I know I experienced God like never before. I may have gone to a different church, and they may say they had the Holy Ghost, but when I stepped inside a Christ-centered church, I can't explain it, but I know it was the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, let's put our hands together. I come to stir someone's spirit today. That if we get to a place where we're open with the presence of God, when we hunger after God, when we get to a point where the body cannot rest until we get into the presence of God, where people came with issues in their mind, they come delivered, they come healed, they come broken, but they be made whole in the atmosphere. We're setting a hub. We're setting a place where God can reside. We hear the scripture said, God dwells in the praises of his people, which is not correct. He dwells in the praises of Israel. Now that's what the scripture says. But we not only substitute Israel for us because we are extensions of what God has established. He dwells in the midst of someone that is willing to acknowledge their identity. They're not in between of who they are. They know who they are. They're content of who they are. And they're not resting and settling for just a, a mere crumbs. But a, I know I came for something from God. I know I'm hungry. I know I know because I've seen him before. I've seen him work before in my life. I've seen him do miracles. I've seen him do things that I could not explain. How he saved me. How he took me out of sin. How he delivered me. How he set me free. How he did things that I could not even explain. I'm saying to God, I'm tired of singing songs like Take Me Back. That's an old time song. One of the older modern songs, per se. Not a hymnal song, but it's a song that's sung by a man named Andre Chat Crouch that said, I feel I'm so far from you, Lord, but I hear the voice keep calling me. Those memories, the things I used to do that keep drawing me, I must confess I've been blessed, but yet my soul's not satisfied. Renew my faith, restore my joy. 
with dry my weeping eyes. And it says, the crust and the bridge of the song is, take me back. Saints of God, I don't need to be taken back. I need to remain and stay. I don't want to just be taken back to where I God has moved past where I was in the past. He's at a far better place and I need to get there. I've got to, I've got to settle myself in knowing that God is not where I was. He's going where I should be. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. But I've got to move past from where I was yesterday and move to my tomorrow. Move to where I'm called to. Move to where my purpose is yet telling me to go forward to. Hallelujah. 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 Some of you have been seeking God for a breakthrough. And you feel as if there's a wall right there. There's a wall. There's a hindrance. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, a place where uh, 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 you feel as if you can't just free yourself. You, you feel trapped. You feel bound. But I come to declare to you today that you're in the right, you're in the right place. You're in the right moment. You're in the right hour and the time. Where God is going to yet do things in your life that you cannot even explain to even your family members. It's not going to make sense because they already doubted you already. They already labeled you already. They already yet dismissed you already. But I come to declare to you, have faith in God. Have faith in God. Have, have belief and trust and not believing. Know who your God is. Have the knowledge of God in your hearts. When you speak, speak with boldness. Speak with your chest out and say, I know God is able to keep me from falling, to present me faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding. Stand with your chest out saying, I know my Savior, Redeemer, he liveth inside of me. I know whom I believe and I'm persuaded that neither night nor death nor any other thing, neither death nor life, any such creature, any things present, things to come shall separate me from the love of God. I know I was all over the place, but the present moment is that nothing was going to separate me from his love. Nothing was going to pull me back to what I used to be. Because God, thanks of God, some of us, and I'll be honest with you, I don't like looking like, oh, <laughs> I don't like looking at old pictures of myself. Because my mind takes me back to that place, to that place where I was. Say to God, there's some things in your life. I want to take you back to the place who you were. But I come to declare to you, take an take a understanding and look at yourself and say, what I was then is not who I am now. I'm far better than I was then than I am right now. Actually, who I was doesn't even define and does not fulfill what God's planning for my life. That is a race. That's just a place of testimony to say, look where I, where I was and look what God could do in my life. But focus on where my future is taking me. Because where my future is taking me, it will draw men to the Lord. My past can't draw no men to the Lord. They have to, oh God, that's why there has to be a change in your life. When you don't see people talking about a change that happened, because if you want to affect people's lives, you can't yet fulfill what you used to do. You've got to show them a, 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 a three, or how is it, a 180 of who you were. To convince them that yet your God is real. They can't look at you as what you were and what you used to do. Because we all got a past. But doesn't mean that person is going to be led to say, wait, you say your God is real and you, 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 you haven't changed yet? No, no. 
they can't, con- they can't be convinced at that moment that you have experienced something miraculous take place. Because even, yet, even salvation is miraculous itself. When someone might, like myself, who was condemned, the scripture says, I was yet far from the commonwealth of Israel. I, shouldn't, I was a, considered a dog in the context of what, who I was as a Gentile. I wasn't circumcised. I never, take, I, never, I never was in a position where I, 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 I said the sayings of, of the Shema. I wasn't there. But he looked beyond the mistakes of history. And that's why saints of God is important to know that every life is important. Every life is important. Because you just never know. You never know what the purpose of that life was to be. Because it was a purpose that God has made. That the body, especially where we are going, it's going to be effective in this time. Let me, let me close by saying this, saints of God. Let me close by saying this. As the Lord downloaded that, idea, that thought, that the openness that deals with the miraculous. He said in Second Chronicles, oh, sorry, yeah, Second Chronicles 16, verse 9. I'm paraphrasing. King Asa was over the southern kingdom, and he, he at one point, uh, his reign, he lost his commitment with God. He began to waver his commitment with God. And, of course, his end was very tragic. He had a disease that was incurable. And, 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 and he went away from his heart at first was with God. And he went away from, from, what, from what God uh, and what God had delivered his people from. Of course, the influence of the world and of what's called the world in that day and time where those who worship heathen gods were very present and were very influential. His, their brothers and sisters up north were doing some wacky and crazy stuff. They were just following any such thing. They moved the place of worship from Jerusalem to a place that was more convenient to them. And, 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 and when you make things so convenient in this day and time, trust me, you won't experience God as you should. You just get a portion of, of, of what you think is God, but it ain't really God. You just get deceived. You get, you get, you get really uh, 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 become deceived in your mind that it, you think God is moving, but, but it's just what you think in your imagination. But I'll come to tell you, saints of God, that the scripture said in Second Chronicles uh, 16, verse 9, and I'm paraphrasing. It spoke about uh, the Lord showing himself. He said, uh, God saw that his heart was not available. That very scripture addressing the need of the Lord searching to and fro. He's on a search, saints of God. He's on a scavenger hunt. It's even to this day, God is searching. How it's fulfilled, look at in the book of Romans chapter 8. He said, the earth groaneth and waiteth to experience the scriptures. Can you, look at the, can you look at the context? It's ever seen throughout scripture. The Lord is searching to find someone to use. Searching to find someone to work through, to express himself through. And he said, listen, I'm, I'm, I'm in preparation, saints of God. I'm in preparation because I, I need to, to express myself to somebody. But someone's heart is not at the place where I can express myself through. And it causes downfall as a king. And as the scriptures of God will not cease until he shows himself and manifests himself through an empty and willing vessel. Look at Revelation 3.17 in my last scripture. This was the church of Laodicea. This church thought they had everything. They thought they were full, but they were actually weak. They, were, they thought they had all manner of goods. You couldn't tell them anything. They were a church that was very complacent and complicit. They thought they were rich and increased with goods, but God looked at them as wretched and poor. They were miserable. They were naked before the Lord. 
And yet it was in that state, that bad state, accepting being complicit. To be complacency for being insipid, not high, not low, not hot nor cold, but in the middle of the what's called considered gray area, in the place where you can't define an area. Uh, uh, one was uh, a complicit, one was, what was content being of such. He said it meant no desire to progress, but also never show sign or but never show signs of regressing. The Laodicean church was a church that never showed signs that they wanted to move forward in God, but never showed signs that they were regressing in God. And what the Lord said, he said, when he saw them, he said, man, listen, when I, when I, when I taste the church spiritually or contextually, I, I got to get to a point where you can understand that when it's like a meal, like when I take something in my mouth and when I begin or when I begin to, to drink it, or when I begin to chew it, it had no flavor. It was bland. Have you ever tasted bland food? Oh, my goodness. Have you ever tasted something that was, had nothing to deal with? Now, of course, we have our Caribbean people in here. We know what seasoning is all about, you know? And we've got our persons who are from the down south. You know what you to do and put in stuff that make things have flavor. You better have some salt at least. If you ain't got no salt, man, may God help you with that dish. May God help you with that dish if you at least have some salt. And that what he described that church. It had neither a taste. It was insipid when you drunk it. It was neither hot nor cold. It was right in that middle. And I see in the and and God showed me in the spirit that there is a season sometimes in people's lives when they get so complacent in church, where they feel as if they can just coast their way. And feel as if they can write off of the ministers and write off people who are seeking to serve God. And, and make themselves feel as if they ain't got to be used by God. They can take a backseat. The Bible is declaring to you saints of God. And we have to make sure we understand. With God, there ain't no sabbaticals. I said, with God, there's no sabbaticals. Either you're in this fight to win or you're going to die, Chuck. You're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to end up in your life. Killing yourself if you, if you decide not to be uh, in this battle. When you decide not to be in this fight. Because you are a casualty in the eyes of God. You are a danger to the, to the platoon. You're a danger even to the army. When you decide you ain't going to fight this day. The devil is a liar. If we're going to win this saints of God, I'm going to get into this and I'm going to roll up my sleeves. I'm going to get serious about God. I'm going to pray for him. When my children is forced to believe things that I don't believe, I'm going to get on my knees, saints of God. When I'm seeing the world turning upside down, I'm not going to be like the Laodicean church. And God looks at me and says, man, I said, I thought you had more fight. I thought you had more passion. I thought you weren't content being who you are. i got to look at you and say, man, I'm outside of my own church knocking to get in. We got to get to a point, saints of God, where we can't be complacent if we want God to move in the miraculous. Enough seeing times to report God has healed many. Yes, but can we say, God, we can see people actually see progression in their life? Let's not minimize what a miracle can be. Just resorting to just lies being blind, blind eyes being open and deaf ears being unstopped. When we are actually seeing the development of people, when we are actually seeing the development of people, 
and seeing God when you told them they were what they were five years ago, you would sense of God. Some people, I wouldn't believe what you were if you told me what you've been through. Because what God brought you out of, my goodness, it seemed as if not a smell of smoke was on your life. It's like you, you, you just went through a, a complete metamorphosis that I can't even describe what you experienced. But because God's love and his grace upon your life, because you decided to make this decision that I'm not just going to be a Christian by talk. I'm going to be a Christian for real. I'm not going to be what they say what Christian. I'm actually going to be one. And yet I still struggle. Yet I still haven't gotten all the way through delivered. But I'm still coming in. I'm still progressing. I'm still making the progress. That's what, that's what Laodicea was. They were people not making progress, neither regressing. They were just being in the middle. And what he did, he said, I'll spew you out. He said, because you are lukewarm. That's the word description. The King James Version says, because you are lukewarm. You can't identify yourself not even hot nor cold. If you're going to really be a, a rebel, a rebel, if you really ain't going to be saved, trust me, live it all out there. If you're going to be placating with God, you just wasting some time. Because if you should know what is out there, trust me, there are a lot out there. And some people can testify there's a lot to do out there. But if you're going to make a commitment to God, make a commitment. Make a choice. Make a, make a, make a, make a constant effort to say, God, Help me in this area. Help me to understand what I must do. That I don't fall. I don't end up in this situation where I want to get the victory over this thing. But it seems as if I'm held back sometimes. My own, my own, my own, my own self holds me hostage. I, and, and, and when the scripture says, listen, when, they, when Paul said, he said, uh, uh, the enemy that I fight, I war with him. He said, he, he said uh, uh, in, in the book of Romans chapter 7, he said, he found nothing good in this flesh. When I want to do good, evil yet is present. And it seems as if the good I want to do, I, I don't find myself doing. But the evil that I hate to do, I find myself doing. I can't get over this hurdle. But saints of God, you're in the right place. You know why? Because when a church desires to see your soul saved, a church that desires to see yourself be free from the things of your past, a church that wants to walk and lead you in right doctrine. Lead you in truth. Lead you in, in, in the path where you're called and your purpose fulfilled. When you have the right understanding, you can identify and see, at least say, I may not be where I think I should be, but I'm making progress. I encourage you, saints of God, today, I want you, as anything you ain't here tonight, as you all stand, we got to commit to ourselves. That we ain't going to be insipid. We ain't going to be a person that doesn't know who we are. We're, gonna, we're not going to be going back and forth, contemplating, okay, what, what God is, what God, what has your purpose fulfilled for me? You've been in church that long and you still ain't finding, you still ain't finding a place where you can hear the voice of God audibly speaking to you and say, wait, hold on. I need to have some constant knowing where my direction is, saints of God. You'll be always constantly falling in circles or, or finding a place where, man, you're just constantly in confusion if you cannot find a direction where you're leading or where you're going to. I want to encourage some, someone today that says openness. Openness. Take the veil off. Uncover yourself. Come before the Lord. Be honest with him. One of the aspects of that definition is that we've got to be honest and with ourselves.
when we're open to God, that's when there's a pouring. There's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's not just a, a, a sprinkle, but God wants to put up a download. He wants to put, he wants to dwell in us. He wants to not just bring a downpour, but a dwelling place. He wants to flow through some of us because we've decided within ourselves we will not just be content. Content of just making and making the number or, or just causing our emotions to get inside of us or the, the best of us. Let's pray, saints. Let's pray that God will cause a stirring within us. That we may be open to God moving, God working in our lives. God will cause us and push us to where God is calling us. Some of us know that God is calling you to another place in him. And you've been not heeding to his voice. And he's telling you right now through the man of God, through the preacher tonight, that you need to find that place. You need to, to, to take another t- uh, uh, experience in God's presence. To listen keenly to what God is telling you and what he wants you to do. In this day and hour, because the hour is urgent. The hour is needful for people to rise and stand in this evil day. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for what God has spoken, what God is declaring tonight. God, you have been so good to us. And God, I pray that you will encourage us that, God, we will not become casualties in the army. We will not put ourselves in danger that we don't understand what we are supposed to do. We have something within us, and, and we are yet still trying to find what is the next step. we we got to understand, God, what the usefulness of what we have been called to do. And I pray that, God, you will stir someone's heart, stir someone's mind. I pray as a body, we come together as an organism, working together, applying what necessary works, skills, and, 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 and giftings and callings and, and purposes that he's calling forth, that we may function and we may have be effective as in this body in this army i pray that you will touch somebody touch someone right now touch them in their walk with god help them if they're struggling god give them understanding where they're supposed to do and what they're supposed to become i pray right now your will be performed in their life let nothing look out by enemies discourage them from falling backwards let nothing by enemies cause them to think that it was better yesterday or better when I was not yet in the will of God. I pray, Lord God, they know that even when they are yet in the struggle, that God, your hand is upon them, that you're still calling them, that, that you have not turned away because of their mistake. Because they know that, God, if they went backwards, if they went away, if they went astray, that, God, it could be fatal. But I pray that somebody understand what God has put them and called them in this kingdom for such a time as this. That there's no one feeling insignificant in who they are in Christ. God, birth in us, Lord God, what your purpose is. Let this be the bedrock. Let this be the place where, God, you're working things in our life and in our behalf. That we can say, God, you have made us, yet called us for such a time as this. We ask of you your blessings upon us as we should leave and as we depart from this place. Not from your presence. Go with us right now. Help us in this time. In the mighty name of Jesus, we ask of your blessings upon us. And we continue to say that you have been faithful and good to us. Bless us in this hour, in this time. Cover us as we should leave and not depart from your presence. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. If you're glad about it, put your hands together in God's house. Let's lift up our voices and praise and adoration to God. That God is opening us to a place and to a birthplace where miracles can happen in our lives and breakthrough can be established in us. God bless you. Greet one another. We also have to give to God's kingdom. Also, Brother Henry's in the back as you leave.
drop something in the bucket, please, for our offering. We thank you, God. I love you all. We give God praise for you all. I'm excited about what God is doing in this house. And saints of God, get ready. I'm telling you, saints of God, we're going to see an explosion hit this place. We're going to see God do things in things in this hour. Trust me, that is going to be relevant to, our, to what people will say years and generations from now. I believe it. We just got to have the faith enough to come and bring ourselves to a place where God is at. In Jesus' name, God bless you.